Each day we get hundreds of questions from our clients and other small and mid-sized business owners about some of the most common HR issues. We figured if they have those questions, you might too. Let's provide a lifeline and share our answers to some of the most common scenarios. This is HR Rescue with your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! According to the EEOC, it is unclear whether COVID-19 is or could be a disability under the ADA. The CDC has identified a number of medical conditions that may put an individual at higher risk of a serious illness if they contract COVID-19. For example, chronic lung disease, serious heart conditions, diabetes, or liver disease. Additionally, the EEOC advises that employees with certain pre-existing mental health conditions, for example, anxiety disorder, may have a more difficult time handling the disruption to daily life created by the COVID-19 pandemic. If an employee advises their employer that they have a medical condition that may be exacerbated by contracting COVID-19 and requests a reasonable accommodation, for example, remote working, communicate with the employee and exchange information in an effort to reasonably accommodate the employee. For example, engage in the interactive process. This may include taking the following steps. Verify the employee has a disability. Verify that an accommodation is needed. Obtain recommendations of the types of accommodations needed. Consider whether the employee's request is reasonable. And consider whether an employee's request for a reasonable accommodation imposes an undue hardship on the employer's business. For example, a significant expense or difficulty to the employer's business operations under current circumstances. Reasonable accommodations may include additional protective equipment such as gowns or gloves, Changes to the work environment, such as plexiglass, tables, or other barriers. Increasing the space between an employee with a disability and others. Temporary job restructuring of certain marginal job duties. Temporary transfer to a different position. Modifying a work schedule or shift assignment if doing so decreases contact with coworkers and or the public when on duty or commuting. Or moving where an employee performs work to increase social distancing. During the pandemic, it may be more difficult to quickly obtain verification of a disability and types of recommended accommodations from a healthcare provider. Some requests for accommodation may require an employer's immediate attention, such as when an employee has a disability placing them at a higher risk. The EOC suggests more flexible ways to handle delays from healthcare providers, such as ask the employee to provide prescriptions or health insurance records to verify a disability or grant a request on a temporary basis while awaiting a response from a healthcare provider. Try to be as flexible and creative as possible. Keep in mind, however, that an employer is not obligated to provide a reasonable accommodation if it creates an undue hardship, for example, significant difficulty or expense. When considering the requested accommodation's nature and cost, the employer's resources and business operations. It is possible that an accommodation that would not have posed an undue hardship prior to COVID-19 pandemic may pose one now. In assessing undue hardship, the following may be relevant considerations. The employer's loss of income due to the pandemic, the amount of discretionary funds available at this time when considering the employer's other expenses, and the expected date that the current restrictions on an employer's operations will be lifted or new restrictions added or substituted. If the requested accommodation poses an undue hardship, The employer should consider whether there are any alternative accommodations that can help the employee perform the essential functions of the job without creating an undue hardship. 
Employers must be careful not to exclude employees from the workplace or take other adverse action, such as termination or demotion, solely because the employee has a disability that the CDC identifies as placing them at a higher risk for severe illness if they contract COVID-19. An employer may only take such actions if the employee's disability poses a direct threat or significant risk of substantial harm to their own health that cannot be eliminated or reduced by a reasonable accommodation. In assessing whether an employee's disability poses a direct threat to their own health in light of COVID-19, an employer must consider the employee's particular disability, not the disability in general, in light of the most current medical knowledge or best available objective evidence, the duration of the risk, the nature and severity of the potential harm, the likelihood that the potential harm will occur, the imminence of potential harm. In light of COVID-19, an employer should also consider the severity of the pandemic in that particular area, the employee's own health and management of the employee's disability, the employee's particular job duties, the likelihood that the employee will be exposed to the virus at the work site, and the ability of the employer to take measures to protect all workers, such as mandatory social distancing. If the employer concludes that the employee's disability poses a direct threat, it must engage in the interactive process with the employee and consider whether reasonable accommodations may be able to eliminate or reduce the risk so that the employee may safely return to work and perform their essential job functions. If returning to work safely is not possible under the circumstances, consider accommodations that would allow the employee to continue working, such as telework, or a leave of absence, or reassignment to a different job in a place where it may be safer for the employee to work or a job that permits telework. Excluding the employee from the workplace or terminating employment should be a last resort and required only if the employer concludes that the employee's disability poses a direct threat to their health that cannot be eliminated or reduced by any reasonable accommodation. As employees re-enter the workplace in order to control the spread of the virus that causes COVID-19 in the workplace, An employer may require an employee to wear personal protective gear, such as a mask or face covering and gloves. It is important to keep in mind that an employer may need to provide modified or alternative equipment if faced with a request for reasonable accommodation based on disability and or religion. Modified equipment and gear may include non-latex gloves for employees with allergies, modified face masks to accommodate religious needs and for those who are hard of hearing, gowns designed for individuals who use wheelchairs, and modified equipment to accommodate religious dress. The employer should discuss the request and provide the accommodation or a reasonable alternative if there is no undue hardship. There are other discrimination issues to include. Employees and job applicants are entitled to equal employment opportunity under the Title VII and Age Discrimination and Employment Act, ADEA. COVID-19 fears or health concerns are not an excuse to single out or treat an employee or job applicant different based on their protective characteristics, such as age or nationality. As such, employers may want to remind their workforce that it is a violation of federal, state, and local employment laws, as well as the employer's workplace policies, to discriminate, harass, or retaliate against any individual based on a protected class status. Discrimination takes many forms, including derogatory comments, harassing slurs, unfair stereotypes, and adverse employment actions such as poor performance reviews, demotion, or termination. National origin discrimination. During the COVID-19 pandemic, be on high alert for discrimination, harassment, and hate crimes against individuals of Asian descent, as this may constitute discrimination based on national origin, as well as race or religion. Employers need to be aware that harassment may occur through electronic communications, such as emails and chat communications, as well as in person. 
As a result, employers should remind the workforce of the prohibition of harassment under the Title VII that harassment will not be tolerated and encourage reporting of workplace harassment. Age discrimination. The ADEA prohibits age discrimination against workers age 40 and older, and employers should not take any negative employment actions against older workers based on their age. For example, an employer should not exclude older workers from the workplace based solely on the belief that they may be at a higher risk of severe illness if they contract COVID-19, if it does not take such actions against employees under age 40. And please note that the ADEA does not include an accommodation provision requiring an employer to grant an older employee's request for accommodation based on COVID-19 concerns. However, if an employer provides a similar accommodation to a comparable worker, it should not treat an older worker differently. Further, according to the EEOC, the ADEA does not prohibit employers from providing flexibility to workers age 65 and older, even if it results in younger workers ages 40 to 64 being treated less favorably based on age. In addition, if an older worker has a medical condition, they may be entitled to a reasonable accommodation for disability under the ADA. Pregnancy discrimination. Do not take any negative employment actions against a pregnant employee, for example, layoff or furlough, if the decision is solely based on the individual being at higher risk of severe illness if they contract COVID-19. Actions based solely on an employee's pregnancy constitute sex and pregnancy discrimination under Title VII, as amended by the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. With respect to accommodations, a normal healthy pregnancy alone does not trigger ADA accommodation rights. However, a pregnancy-related medical condition may have nonetheless qualify as a disability for purposes under the ADA, which may give rise to the need for reasonable accommodations. Further, Title VII, as amended by the Pregnancy Discrimination Act, requires that an employer treat a pregnant worker the same as other persons not so affected, but who are similar in their ability or inability to work for all employment-related purposes. According to the EEOC, this means that a pregnant employee may be entitled to job modifications, including telework, changes to work schedules or assignments, and leave to the extent provided for other employees who are similar in their ability or inability to work. In addition, state or local laws may provide enhanced protections for pregnant workers. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the HR Rescue Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. The HR Rescue Podcast is made possible by HR Shield, the firm consulting group of Tampa, and your host, Jenny Stone. Here we go! This podcast was recorded in Tampa, Florida and Greenville, South Carolina, and was produced by Lonnie West at LRW Media Studios. Find us in your favorite podcast app or online at hr-rescue.com.